Welcome to the Nobody Told Me That podcast. My name is Teresa Duncan, and my goal is to share information that you probably weren't thinking about. I love preparing my friends for situations that may come completely out of the blue. I also want to share with you many of the tidbits I picked up over the years. If you absolutely have to tune out before the end of the show, make sure you check out the show notes for more details and information on today's topic. And thank you so much for making me a part of your day. We are back with another edition of Nobody Told Me That, and I have a very special guest on. It's Dr. Brett Wells. He's down in Raleigh, and he's also the owner of Dental HQ, which is a wonderful little membership plan program. I didn't actually know very much about that until you reached out to me, and and we really got to know each other with that. But I don't want to talk about membership plans today. I asked Brett to specifically come on to discuss what happened to his office. For those of you that aren't aware with with Dr. Wells and, and what happened with him, he was affected by some of the rioting and looting after the Floyd incident. And so I know he's been rebuilding. I know he's had some challenges and I wanted to bring him on to discuss, describe, you know, let let you all know how you could prepare if for some reason it, it may come to your neighborhood. But it is, I think, very important to plan for the unknown. And if anything, 2020 has taught us that. After that long-winded intro, Brett, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here and chat with you a little bit about it. It's been a year unlike no other. I think everyone can agree with that. So, (laughs) I felt like there for a while, I was just going from one crisis to another and the pretty big one. So um, I'm happy to share my story. It's been from virus to riot to Molotov cocktail and, you know, maybe a close down here and there. So who, who knows, right? The big dip coming up that we, you know, we're doing some webinars on too, uh, you know, the drop off and hygiene, you know, our next crisis we got right around. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we'll have to revisit all of that. But yeah, I want to hear more about the program you're putting on. We can talk about that towards the end. I definitely want to hear more about that. It looks great. The lineup looks great. Yeah. Let's flash back to what happened when all of the unrest was happening in Raleigh. At first, were you worried that it was going to affect your office? I was worried, but not really worried. I mean, j- just to kind of set the stage, my dental office is right on the heart in the heart of downtown Raleigh. Like you walk out the front door of our dental office, you look to the right, one block down is the state capitol building. We are, we are on the oh, main wow. drag there in downtown Raleigh. A lot of like tall buildings. Where people do business and whatnot, a lot of restaurants and bars, and it's a great scene down there. And there's been some protests before down there with different events that happened, a little bit of uneasiness of something, you know, if there was going to be any like really uh, severe unrest, but not, never really panned out. It was always just protests that kind of fizzled out. But this one did feel like maybe this is going to be a little bit worse. Like, uh, you know, the, the unrest in the country was worse. Everyone's all pent up with COVID, they've been stuck at home, everyone's stressed out. And so I was a little more nervous. My friend, I have a friend who's a police officer and he kind of said, hey, they're expecting some, it to get kind of bad tonight. And so I kind of joked with my friends about it at a cookout that day. You know, do I need to go down there and keep an eye on it? And I was, obviously I'm not going to do that. But I didn't fully believe it was going to, I certainly didn't believe it was going to be as bad as it got. And I didn't truly believe my business was going to be so affected by it. But I was, I was on, on high alert. So were you 
alerted to it by your cop friend or like, how did you find out it was actually at your yeah. business? Like it was. So there's a CVS across the street from our dental office on Fayetteville street. And that was like ground zero for this thing. WRL was like our, our local news station, the probably the biggest local news station was like set up right in front of that CVS. They were showing people destroy it and like, and setting fires. It, it never, fire never really took off, but they completely destroyed the CVS. And they were going around the city and showing everything and they were showing the CVS and all of a sudden I felt kind of good. It was getting towards the like 11 or 12 at night and a lot of the damage had already been done. And I, you know, I kept checking our security cameras and our glass was intact. I mean, we, again, to set the stage, we have a full glass, 10 foot tall glass by maybe 20 foot wide. I mean, all glass facade in our lot and it shows our reception area and it's really nice kind of high-end urban practice. And uh, all of a sudden they pan over from CBS to a guy with a brick throwing it through our front windows. <laughs> we got to see oh it live. Gosh. And that oh. was for me, it was just, I mean, it, you know, we had COVID and then we had a total of, at this point, we've had three separate cases of employees who contracted it. And then, you know, the first one's always the worst and it's so stressful. And we had just gotten through that like a week or two ahead of this, our first case where everyone was freaking out. And then we calmed everybody down. Nobody else got it. And then this happened. I just kind of like lost it. so many years and so much going on. And like, now you're throwing this at me. Like what else is coming my way? And I remember on Facebook, you had posted pictures when you were cleaning up the, yeah. the morning after everything. And it was heartbreaking to see that. Obviously it was a beautiful office and just to see people going in and just trashing it. It was a terrible thought. So obviously yeah. the window was broken. What else happened to the practice? Yeah, luckily there was no, I, I guess, you know, a dental office isn't like front and center of things people want to go and destroy. The restaurants fared much worse. I mean, they went into the restaurants, they opened the refrigerators to kill, to destroy all the food and really cause as much damage as they could. With us, luckily it happened closer mm. towards the end of the night. So they threw some bricks through the windows. There were some dents and in, in some of the internal stuff got damaged. They threw beer bottles in there. They didn't go inside and like steal any of the equipment and set fires in there. So other, other dentists, there's a few other dentists who have fared much worse through this than we have. You know, we went down there. We spent the morning cleaning uh, and getting it boarded up. And it's been boarded up ever since. So has anything been spray painted on it? We had some spray paint uh, stuff done with the Blake shooting and uh you know we left it up there for like a week and then i went down there and we painted and there was also some other not good stuff painted up there so we went down there and just kind of gray washed the whole board and then painted our logo up there and you know we had some protesters yelling at us about that but at that point it, just, it looked terrible and we have a professional dental office and you know it's sorry like you, if you want to come paint a nice mural up here i'm i'm happy to let you do it but it's just spray painting and then both sides of it were going after each other with spray paint. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, all this. And we put a logo up there so it looks a lot better now. I was worried too because I didn't actually read about what was stolen and I was like you your computers could have been taken. Your chairs could have been taken. I guess if you're a rioter you don't really see the value of a dental chair yeah. but we know those are expensive to replace so the x-ray sensors yeah. could have all gone. Did this make you look at things differently as far as if they had been stolen, what would you have done for backup? Did you start thinking, okay, if this happens again, and it did happen again, we yeah. can go into that. 
if this happens again, what am I supposed to do? Was there a backup plan that came to mind? Yeah, I mean, luckily, so for me, luckily, I own four dental offices. Um, we kind of have a group practice. We've got a great uh, group. And it kind of, kind of like investing in life, right? When you invest in lots of different things, it reduces your risk. So by having other dental offices, I mean, that was our kind of second plan in case in case the next riot, they lit the place on fire and we couldn't use it anymore. We've got other locations that are 10 to 15 minutes away that we would have just rerouted patients until we rebuild. I'm also now kind of, instead of looking at expanding that office, which is what where we were, we were at capacity there, we're gonna do a second location kind of out of the heart of downtown and kind of hedge our bets with that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's changed my thinking about the world, my approach for dentistry in downtown Raleigh. Um, I think all the downtowns yeah. across the country are going to kind of be hurting from all the unrest and the fear people have from going downtown. We, you know, patient, I ask patients from other offices and they straight up say, I won't go downtown. Like I don't feel safe downtown. And so it's sad to hear. With people working from home too, have you noticed a drop off with even the professional crowd yeah. coming in? And was that a big it, part of your part practice space? I mean, uh, uh, Red Hat and Citrix are the two big kind of software tech companies that have huge workforces downtown and they all are still working from home. I mean, the great thing is a lot of those employees are driving into town and some of them, many of them live downtown as well. And so they're still coming for their appointments, but the, the whole vibe downtown is different. I mean, you don't have like a really, the vibrancy of people walking around, getting lunch, you know, the streets would be packed and now it's just sparse, like barely anyone out there. It's, it's a different crowd. It's not, it's not a crowd where I would normally open a dental office um, and so we're just hoping to get through all this and the city can do some things once COVID's behind us to kind of bring the vibrancy back. But it's 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 hurt us from COVID and the people not in the big buildings. It's hurt us from the rioting and the unrest and people not comfortable coming downtown. So we're just getting hit from a lot of angles right now. How about the other businesses down there? Have you, like, I'm, I imagine there were some small shops, boutiques, the restaurant, you mentioned the restaurants. How are they taking it? Are you noticing that there's more openings yeah. now? like everyone else is probably witnessing i'm seeing a lot of uh these businesses going under you know the small boutiques downtown was just becoming like a shopping center area like a place where people would go to shop i mean it had always been the restaurants and the bars but the people were starting to open up little boutique uh shops and i think those are probably all getting crushed right now i i, I would imagine a lot of them don't reopen um, so, that, so there will be a lot of retail space. So the second incident after the Blake shooting, before anybody got out of bed in Raleigh to go do something, what were you thinking? Were you like, okay, I got to watch this. Do I go down there and protect it? Do I just sit back and wait for it to be on the news again? What went through your you mind know, that day? <laughs> after the first one was so stressful and like emotional for me, at this point, I was just, it, this is a horrible thought, but I was just like, if you're going to do it, just burn it down. Give me the insurance money and we'll go build somewhere else and I'll get out of downtown. But um, I did I did have that thought. And so it kind of gave me an inner peace yeah. because we have other locations, luckily, where it was like if if it's meant to be and it's and and it was now the second time with the Blake uh, shooting, then I kind of had the peace of knowing if we lose the office, we lose the office. I mean, it would be terrible if we lost that office all the investments and, and you know it's people's livelihoods we'd have to let people go but I have that peace knowing that we will make it you know even if it doesn't and so you know you just kind of get to that point emotionally and from a stress standpoint where 
you've you figured out the other approaches if you lose it and uh, you're prepared for it and luckily the second one the city took a little more aggressive approach there was a there was still rioting and damage but not to our space probably wish they had been a little bit more present the first time around i guess they learned they that it's going to get quickly out of hand and i think in between then too they noticed how bad it was in other cities like it's really progressed badly so i'm i'm hoping that they had an awakening that they need to kind well, of stop this that in the uh the journal did a poll of the downtown kind of uh businesses and maybe the residents of like how do you think the city council and the mayor handled this and i think they got a 25 percent approval rating so i think i think they <laughs> see like okay we need to maybe handle this a little bit better next time and this this time they knew what was likely going to happen if they didn't. interesting so you mentioned investments how has it been dealing with the insurance companies for your office how was it covered? Was it not? Oh covered? yeah, for the damage. Yeah, so the the building, yeah. our landlord insurance actually covered that, and we had some damage to an internal door. I don't know what happened, but uh, our insurance paid for that. So yeah, the insurance companies have been great. Uh, I know they, in talking with some of the adjusters, they took. I mean, like even I think bigger than hurricanes with this hit across wow. because it's all across the country. It's like just destroyed buildings, and so the insurance companies are really getting hit. With well, that makes me happy to hear because I know with the COVID situation, people are trying to file for business interruption insurance and they're getting smacked down. So they're not getting that. So I'm glad they came through yeah. for you at least. And and what when you called the adjuster the second time, was he like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know, right? So, you know, for me, I never got business interruption insurance. I had so many brokers in my office saying, you need to get this, you need to get this for like the 12 years we've been open. I've had so many. I don't know. It's like mm -hmm. their number one thing to try to sell. And we've always left a good a like capital of cash in the bank accounts to kind of protect if there was ever an issue. Um, and so I always just felt like, why do I need business interruption insurance if there, we have, a, we keep a lot of cash in our uh, company account. And uh, you know, if certainly there was, this was a good time to have a business interruption plan and they didn't pay for it. And so now I'm like, I'm definitely yeah. not doing it now, but I feel bad for all my colleagues who did pay and then aren't getting reimbursed. It's terrible. It is. It, it really is. And as far as keeping that cash, that, that bunch of cash off the top for, for the rainy day, did you, have you been doing that for a while or is that something recent as you've grown that you've done that? I mean, cause I, I want Dennis to understand that this is, this is important yeah. to have that liquidity in case you need to have it. It's liquidity is everything. It's survival, especially with the unpredictability of the world. So we were keeping one month's worth of cash, like whatever it costs us to run everything, you know, that amount of cash was like, we'd never distribute out anything less than that. But with COVID now we're at like two to three months, we're, we're keeping it in the bank, you know, cause with the shutdown cash is what gets you through it, you know? And then with the shutdown, you saw, you could pause a lot of your loan payments. You could furlough your team, although you hate to do it. The government stepped in and helped take care of them. And so we really didn't, we didn't lose nearly as much cash through COVID as we expected to. But, you know, I think if dentists aren't taking seriously kind of hoarding cash and having that capital in the bank, you know, at least one month, if not maybe two or three even of working capital in your bank account, you know, you need to really be taking a serious look at how you're going about business and, and at least having up one month supply in there. It's very important up here in Northern Virginia. I know of two offices that went under almost immediately when COVID came because they just didn't, they didn't have it and they were operating, you know, month by month, which is not ideal at all. So yeah, I think that's super, super important. 
so speaking of your employees, I have two yeah. scenarios for you. With COVID, how you said you kept most of your employees. So what's the biggest struggle you've had with your team coming back? Well, we definitely lost a few, but the majority are there. Um, and then we've even added some because, you know, that initial pent up demand really kicked our butts. We were really busy, which is great. But coming back from COVID, you know, I think we did pretty well in that we had regular teleconferences with the whole team and I kept everyone very, you know, updated as to our approach and our COVID protocols. And then I'm telling you, and a lot of offices have now dealt with this. We were one of the first to deal with it, but having a positive COVID in the office, your first case, everyone goes nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, they immediately yeah. put all of your protocols under a microscope. Anything you didn't follow or didn't have in place perfectly, you're getting nasty emails. From your employees. Everyone I've talked to who's had a case, the exact same thing happens. I mean, the other employees, as soon as there's a positive case in the office, they look at you, they look at your protocols, anything that you didn't follow perfectly, you're getting nasty emails. And then wow. literally as soon as they find out they didn't get it, it all goes away. Everyone's back to work and everyone's happy again. So, you know, it's, it's stressful. And the first one's the worst. So when you get your first case, everyone's like jumping down your throat. You're, it's, it, that one blindsided us because it happened so quickly and it blindsided everyone else. But then after your first case, you kind of set everyone up. We created these flowcharts and said, if this happens, here's how we're going to handle it. If this happens, here's how we're going to handle it. So then we had another case. Everyone didn't freak out. It was just, okay, we're going to test everybody. Here's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Here's the, the steps. You know, we're not going to shut the office down. Here's, and then I think it's just like the preparation and knowing what's going to happen. I think that helps. But the first case is always just brutal. That's interesting. I really haven't talked to anybody from that point of view. So that, that's interesting to hear. So you have it flow charted. You have, I'm guessing you're going to revisit this every year in case this happens again. I don't know. <laughs> I hope I never have to revisit this again. I hope I, I could just not. put those flowcharts in like some file and never see them again. <laughs> I think after this year, you are the most prepared dentist <laughs> from the rioting. I mean, it's going to be like 30 years <laughs> from now and our kids who decide to become dentists are, you know, working and they're coming up with their struggles. And then we're like, well, let me tell you a story. That's right. Well, you never had to deal with COVID. Sit down, whippersnapper. <laughs> So crazy. Okay, so the second question I had was with your team, how did they react to the office being, you know, damaged and were they nervous to work there? So they were super supportive. Most of them, uh, all of them messaged, most of them showed up the next morning with brooms and, uh, you know, dustpans and helping and, and there as much as we needed them. That's great to hear. It was like a, a mental thing for me of, I want to be open on Monday. It happened Saturday night. I was like, I want to be open on Monday to show everybody, you know, we can't be held down. Like we're going to get through this. And so we were open on Monday and patients were there and it was great. I think patients are mainly were coming just to see what it's like downtown. But um, as far as safety goes, I mean, I think there's, I mean, downtown Raleigh now doesn't feel as safe as it did before. I can tell you, I just came from there an hour ago and it, you know, it's a different vibe down there right now and so i'm sure there is a bit of uneasiness with them we've changed some protocols where they don't leave the office by themselves um, we've moved some of their parking spots uh, closer to the office so we've done more to help protect them but yeah i mean i think there's certainly a level of uneasiness now well you have uh the time change so in the fall it's going to get darker earlier so I think that would be something to worry about too. That was something I thought about just while you were talking. And we're open till seven, two days a week. So it's 
you might have to hire some armed buff cops or whatever we did hire armed guards through all the after the first night of uh, all the destruction we've had armed guards uh, every, so for the next week we had armed guards and then we were attacked wow. the next night oh You're so kidding. like there was the first night of the riots when they destroyed the business and then i hired these guys because i was like well if it's going to be destroyed and burnt down i'm not going to go down there with my guns and protect it you know and put myself at, 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 you know where i make a wrong decision i was like there's this professional mm -hmm. security company who i can hire and at least i know i'm doing something and so yeah we hired them and they were attacked and they had they said they repelled four different attacks on the business so it was oh but then when we had the most recent one i hired them again for a couple nights and so they've been great so yeah i mean if it ever came to them i would hire security to, to walk the team to their cars if need be. They don't teach you this in dental school, how to hire an armed guard. <laughs> they don't bring that up. And now I imagine they're very busy. Are they saying anything about how, how busy they I are? I don't ask. Uh, they, we've found a great local company. I just uh, text the guy and I'm like, hey, can I get some help? And he's like, absolutely, we'll be out there. We're just having it sporadically. So probably I'm paying a lot more for having them just come like occasionally than somebody who has them on a long contract. And so for the, like, yeah, we'll go do that because yeah. we get paid a lot. Peace of mind is worth everything. So I can't believe you watched it on TV. I never knew that. That's mind blowing. It was, oh my yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> oh my. You know, it got dark and you knew it was going to start getting bad when it got dark. And then it was, I think it was like 11 or 1130 when the brick went through the window, but it was like two or three hours of just intense stress. Are we going to make it? We checking our yes. security cameras. Are we going to make it? And then, it's just you see the break through. Oh, you just did they capture anybody on the security camera? And I'm guessing nobody was caught. Usually, I mean, they came by the next day and said, "Hey, we're looking for uh, video footage. You can file a police report." And WRAL gave them all of their video of the night. So obviously, the whoever the people were who threw the bricks were on video. So maybe they went and got them. I don't know. They haven't said anything to me. Wow. So I am, I am just amazed that you've had to deal with two different crises, two and a half. I mean, if you, well, three really with the Blake shooting. So we are going to all join in a virtual juju feeling. We're going to send you good juju that nothing else happens. Yeah, this year, because it, this is too much. This is just testing you. And I'm so sorry it well, happened. No, I mean, you know, what the saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, you, you know, you have to learn how to be a good leader through this. I think the businesses that have good leaders are doing so much better and are going to come out of this much better than the businesses that, you know, are, are having a tougher time leading or maybe aren't taking their team's best interests in mind in, in terms of like PPE and protocols and so, you know, it's, it's really fine-tuned my leadership skills. So I've learned a lot about myself and how much I can deal with. And so that's been positive. And I, I'm always, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So I still feel like, you know, this is going to end up being a good year, a positive year. Maybe not one to remember so vividly, but uh, there's still a lot of great things happening with our company. We're growing still like crazy. Dental HQ's got lots of, COVID is not a good thing, obviously. There's nothing that could happen that would make me want or be happy that COVID happened because it's a stressful nightmare. Sure. But offices, I think, are really realizing the importance of membership plans and how many people are going to be losing insurance. So it's been great for Dental HQ. You know, we've, we've signed up tons of offices. We've had a lot of interest from some of the big dental companies and, you know, partnering with us. And so that, that's been great. That's and so great. I still feel like the, the year is going to be a positive year and it's becoming positive. And like I said, we have one more crisis right around the corner we got to get through. But 
now at this point we've been through multiple crises. We've all been through them. I'm not the only one. I've went through a lot more, but we've all been dealing with them. And so it's just practice, it's preparation and learning how to, you know, lead through all of this. And, as far as preparing, so say somebody yeah. had one office, didn't have the multiple locations to spread the risk out. Do you do a cloud backup? What's your redundancy plan for your office? Yeah, we, we do for our servers. We don't have a, we have open dental. So it's server-based, okay. um, our in-office in server-based. And so we do an in-office backup and we have an offsite backup that's backed up every night, uh, cloud backup or however, whatever you I do it in a technology company, but I don't know a lot about technology. So. <laughs> and let's talk about that company real quick. Now, by the time this airs, the event will already have happened, but they can go back and, and view. But you have a, an event coming up. Yeah. So, you know, everyone hopefully uh, is, is aware at this point, you know, the six months after the COVID shutdown starts, let's see, in about one to two weeks for most of us. And so we didn't get our recalls booked. And so that creates an eight to 10 to 12 to 16 weeks severe slowdown from not having those recalls scheduled at six months. Uh, for ours, starts about September 21st. It goes through the week before Thanksgiving. It just determined is determined by how long you were closed. And so we've put together a webinar series, a two-part webinar series. You can sign up for Dental HQ about uh, different ways to mitigate it and, and how to get through it as easily as possible. Because if you don't work on it this round, it's just going to happen again in six months and six months. So you know, chisel away at it every one of these cycles. And I think we've got some good strategies to help you where it's, it's much less of a, it's a little dip instead of a big dip. And I know most offices depend on being super busy at the end of the year. They honestly don't have to work too hard. Yeah. People are just busy at the end of the year. But yeah, this, this year feels different. And I am hearing from a lot of people that they're, they're slow. October, September and October look very light. And it should be, you know, it should be banging right now. And, and I don't know if it is. There are definitely cases yeah. where they are full, you know, where demand is is high. But I think for the average office, they're they're looking at their schedule. Yeah, I mean, as it's getting closer, I'm starting to see it starting to fill up. But I still, I open up a day in October. I mean, we got one office with four hygienists and two docs, and it's like a barren wasteland. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, but we've got some great strategies. I can't even start them yet because, you know, we're still booked out a, a couple weeks. And so you don't want to create these massive... Uh, reactivation and marketing strategies when people call and can't get in. I'm not going to start right. them until we're actually really close to it. So tell me who's on the lineup. Right. So we had, it was Dental Intel and Sandy Pardue were on it last week. Mm -hmm. And that one's, uh, uh, you can still download the recordings for it. It was great. Dental Intel kind of, uh, Steve Jensen from Dental Intel went into the problem, you know, one of their solutions for fixing it. And Sandy Pardue kind of really talked about reactivation and her thoughts on that had some great ideas that kind of even sparked me. I love her. I really do. She's just so bright. And then on Friday, which is tomorrow actually, and you can still sign up at dentalhq.com, is Roger Levin and Shane Simmons from Crimson Media, a marketing company. And then even our own Benji. Uh, Benji Rose is our kind of digital marketing guy who works for Dental HQ. And then, of, of course, there's T-Bone and I kind of hosting and talking through it. It's been a, a powerful webinar. T-Bone is an inspiration for me because he's so smooth on the mic. I just, I hear him and I'm like, it's like he was born with a mic. It's he's amazing. Production so. studio, you feel like a professional. On <laughs> I know, right? 15 minutes for me. So we've been doing it together. It's been fun. Oh, that's awesome. You have access yeah. to all that technology. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, oh, here's my little camera. You saw it got knocked off just a second ago. That was my <laughs> dog walking across my lap. 
So <laughs> no setup like like T Bone has. Please say hi to uh, Roger for me. He's a he's a friend, and uh, I have not talked to him again. I haven't talked to anybody because we don't go to these places where we have our drinks and our happy hour and all this stuff. Right, so here. Zoom is the way of life. They canceled through Chicago midwinter so far. Maybe Hinman will mm-hmm. open. I don't. Know. I I think they need a six month run in advance to know they're going to be good to open. And so I think until there's a vaccine, I think the vaccine mark is kind of like everybody's like, hey, if there's a vaccine now, six months from now, we should be okay. Right. I was listening to some a meeting planner podcast, and they were talking about what is the logistics of asking vendors to produce uh, proof of vaccine. And I was like, man, that sounds like it's getting a really a little bit into like personal stuff. But, you know, I, what does that look like? Like for me... I might be looking at this totally wrong. I'm not a virologist or, you know, a vaccine specialist. But to me, it's like, all right, there's a vaccine out there now. All right, it's assuming it's proven safe. You either, if you take it, great. If you don't take it, great. If you're worried about getting COVID and that it could kill you or have major effects and you want to take the vaccine, great. I'm probably going to take the vaccine, although I don't feel, I'm not super worried about COVID. I just don't want to, I don't like the flu. I take the flu shot because I don't want to get really sick from the flu either. But then at that point, it becomes a personal decision. And it's like, open the world up, because if you're scared of it, there's a solution to prevent it. And so even if only 5% of the world takes it, well, the rest of us are basically saying, I'm not worried about this disease. Now, there are people, I assume, that can't get uh, the vaccine, Um, immunocompromised people, young kids. And so we need to continue to protect people who can't take it and are high risk. But I think the, you know, having people prove that they've taken the vaccine, that's, let people take it if they want to take it and if they're worried about it. And it's proven that for most of us, it's not a very harmful disease. And so if you don't want to take it, don't take it. Mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'm not a virologist. It just seems like common sense to me. But Yeah, it, it seems like it's overstepping really to provide any kind of medical proof of anything. And yeah, I just that didn't sit well with me because I'm unsure about the vaccine. I have I back I'm back and forth. You know, it, this is a very fast track to a vaccine, yeah. which makes me very nervous. And, you know, I take the flu shot every year too. So I should theoretically be okay with this shot, but it's very quick to market. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to blame anybody who doesn't want to take it. I just feel like if it's available and they say it's safe and you're worried about it and so worried that like, don't want to go to conferences and stuff or whatever, fine. Once you have the solution, like open everything up. And if you're really concerned, you know, you have that option. I hope that we can open everything up very soon because that's just, it's getting old. You know, I love Zoom. I love being virtual. I like I like not traveling a lot, but it's getting old. It's nice to travel a little bit. Change change settings. It is. It is. And, and you know, I realized I did realize I've been traveling too much. So I think that's going to change, but <laughs> for the most part, yeah, I need to get out sometimes. You know, I think we all do. Well, I will post the link to uh, your seminar series and definitely they can listen to the replays cuz again, this is going to come out afterwards, so Okay, so you can listen to the replays. I want you to check out Brett's company, Dental HQ, and that's dentalhq.com. Yeah, dentalhq.com. And if they have any questions about any of the comments on the podcast, or, or if they want to just yell at me about something, my thoughts on the vaccine, I'm Brett at <laughs> dentalhq.com. Uh, B R E T T. Uh, you're welcome to email me if you have any questions. If anybody yells at you, honestly, you've been <laughs> through the worst. So it's <laughs> you're not worried. <laughs> so again. I really appreciate your honesty. I wanted people to hear what it was like to go through that. And hopefully it, it you know, gives somebody some ideas to protect themselves against 
anything like that. And hopefully that dies down. But I want to thank you for your honesty. Well, Teresa, it was great chatting with you again. It's good to see you hopefully in person soon next year for sure. Yes, I hope so. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and hit the stop button on this recording. For everybody else, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate the time that you spend with me. We're all super busy, so thank you for making time for me today. The show notes will have any links that we referenced in this episode. You can also find links for my book and for my live events and webinar schedule. I speak often around the country on management and insurance issues. Come hang out with me in one of my classes. I promise you'll laugh and learn.